0: I am Senator Mubina Jaffer, and welcome to the episode of Every Voice Counts. In this podcast, I'm going to address the challenges of housing for racialized communities. Many people tend to dismiss racialized people's challenges by stating these are challenges faced by poor people. However, we established in the previous podcast racialized people have tremendous obstacles to employment, equal pay and promotions. Because of this, adequate housing becomes an issue. Today, we will talk about racial discrimination in housing. As we can all see, and as the studies proved, visible minority groups are at a disadvantage in both the rental and home ownership markets. A 2019 Ontario study found that over 50% of families of colour live in homes which are not affordable and are inadequate. It is also common to find neighbourhoods where only people of colour live. This segregation is forced upon them and it gives way to another form of discrimination based on their address. Can you for a minute imagine, just imagine being discriminated against because of your address, because of your postal code? These people would be unable to obtain insurance, get couriers to make deliveries, or have a taxi driver pick them up from the area. It can even affect their choice of the next house because some landlords reject applications from those who live in one of these stigmatized neighborhoods. For those people who are lucky enough to escape the cycle of poverty, they face other types of racism and discrimination. I know I was determined to live in a neighborhood with other people and not in a racialized neighborhood. I found it very difficult. It was very difficult to be welcomed by your neighbors. Stories are plenty of people unwelcomed in their white neighborhoods. Some face overt racism, like being spat on, while walking in the park or receiving racist messages in their mail and many other examples. Some others face hidden racism from landlords who would refuse to rent to a person of color. To make matters worse, the historical racism in real estate is still sometimes in effect. For example, in Western Vancouver neighborhood area, known as British properties, there used to be a covenant that said, and I'm quoting, No person of African or Asiatic race or African or Asiatic descent except servants of the occupier of the premises in residence shall reside or be allowed to remain on the premises. Thankfully, this covenant was declared null in 1978. But to this day, its consequences are felt by certain members of the Vancouver community. In 1950, an equally troubling covenant was enacted in the Calgary neighborhood of Victoria Park to deter black families from settling there. In Toronto, in Toronto until 1945, residents who lived in some neighborhoods weren't allowed to sell to Jews or persons of objectionable nationality. These are not really things of the past. The effect of the covenants remain until today. A lot more research and studies need to be done in the area of racism in housing and financial equality. What is absolutely clear today is that there is a problem for people seeking housing and it is all our responsibility to fix it. Stay safe.